a podcast from Echo, a student ministry at Victory Family Church. We meet every Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 10 a.m. For more info, check us out on Instagram at echo.victory. Welcome, we're back. Come on, this is so awesome. I'm, I'm excited. Who's excited for this year? Okay, some of us. I might be more excited than y'all, but I'm ready to go. Hey, uh, it's so good to have our family back together. Go ahead and look to your neighbor next to you and just tell him, dang, you look good. Like summer's been good. So good. Hey, I wanted to remind everybody why we exist as a church and a youth group. You know, we exist, you guys are like, <laughs> we exist in, as a church and a youth group so that all people, somebody say all, all people can realize that God loves them unconditionally. God loves you unconditionally. It's so true. And so as a family, I just want to tell you, if this is your first time, you belong here in your family. Come on, go ahead, give yourself a, a pat on the back. Go ahead. It feels good. It's true. You belong as family. And listen, as a family, we want everybody to know God. And what, what that means is we really believe that if you'll keep coming to Echo, to our services, uh, through worship, through the message, through small groups, come on, holla at your boy, small groups, somebody, that we really believe that you will grow in right relationship with God, that you'll get the tools that you need. Amen to that. Come on, anybody? Okay. I, I got I to gotta warn you. I got a lot of passion today. I got a lot of energy. Are you guys excited for some energy? You ready for some energy? I won't keep you long, but, but it's going to be good. Hey, let's go ahead. Let's open up our Bibles to Mark chapter 10. Go ahead. Get your Bibles out today. Mark chapter 10. And uh, while we're turning there, I want to give you a glimpse into the next few weeks and also remind you, uh, if you have missed any of the anything this summer, if you've missed, I want to encourage you, please go back and listen to the podcast. Get caught up. We did like a summer of spiritual growth and worked on some principles, some foundational things uh, that we need in our life to grow in right relationship with God. And so if you've missed any of those, go back, try to find the podcast, get on there at Echo at Victory. It's so good. And, uh, and if you're not following us on the gram, the Instagram, go ahead and follow us at Echo.Victory. If you don't have Instagram, good. Not an issue there. But uh, listen, I want to give you a glimpse into the next few weeks. Somebody say two weeks. Here's what we got going on. Next week we have a normal service. But, the, but it's, not just, it's not just normal. It's huge because we're going to be breaking into our small groups, which they are the most important part of our service. Somebody say most important. Because it's where, it's where you and I, it's where we are discipled. Come on, like, like we, we get to know God really well, but then when we break in the small groups, it's where we can find freedom and get discipled. This thing's a journey thing. It's where we build relationships with one another. It's really, really important because that's where we find freedom. Somebody say find freedom. And then the week after that, um, listen, we're going to be having our, our fall kickoff. Fall kickoff. I mean, like, we're going big. Somebody say big. This is literally, this is not next weekend. The week after, September 7th and 8th, it's going to be huge. We're doing a theme. It's, it's bring back summer. How many people are going to miss summer when we go in the fall? How many people just love fall? Okay, okay. Most of us are going to miss summer. And so, listen, here's what we've got going on because we've got a lot of good stuff. We're going to have food. Holla at your boy. We got some food. Woo! We're going to have some food. And we're going to have fire. We're going to have volleyball with giant workout balls. What does that even mean? I don't know, but it's cool, okay? 
That's cool. And then we're going to have nine square outside. We're going to have the gaga ball pit outside and archery tag. It's going to be really good. But here's the most important thing that you got to know is that we're going to have worship. We're going to have a message. And then we're going to go do all of that stuff. And, and so this is why it's so important that you know this because, listen, this is, this is going to be a church service that you want to invite somebody to. Like, like this is the one, if you could think about it all year, which one am I going to invite one of my friends to that, that this is going to be pretty cool? This is the one, and here's why. Listen, I don't care. I don't care if they are messed up, if they're broken. It, what, what it, they belong here. They, they are family here, and so we want to make sure that we get them here because it's going to be so friendly for them. Anybody have somebody that they can picture that's just like, <laughs> you need Jesus, anybody? Think about that person. Go down through your contacts, invite them, get them here. It's going to be so good. Um, so that's a glimpse into the next two weeks. You with me? All right, let's go. Let's do this. Mark chapter 10. Go ahead, get your Bibles out. If you take notes on your phone, that's great. Take some notes. Um, but remember, note takers are, it's so true. I really believe that, that, that you've got to be an echo before you can be a voice. That if you'll put the good news in the well of your heart in right time, it'll come out. And so I believe that note takers are history makers. Mark chapter 10. I'm going to jump right in for time's sake. It's going to come up on the screen behind me. And, and we're going to read about this young man that he has a lot of power. He's got a lot of money. He's a young man. He's rich. He's a ruler. And he's asking God. He goes, God, what do I got to do to get into heaven? Now watch what Jesus says. You all with me? Somebody, if you've if you got your Bible open, you're with me. Say yes. All right. Some of you don't have your Bible out. You said, yeah, anyway, I saw it. Anyway, verse 17, as Jesus started on his way, again, a young man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, why do you call me good? No one is good except for God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all of these things I've kept since I was a boy. And Jesus looked at him and loved him. I'm going to read that one more time. Jesus looked at him and he loved him. Let me ask you a question. Do you have anybody in your world that can look you in the eyes and loves you enough to, to tell you the truth? It's one of the things that I love about Jesus. Jesus, he loved this young man so much that he looked him in the eyes, he engaged him, and he told him the honest truth. Jesus looked at him, and in love, he said this. He said, one of the things that you lack, go and sell everything that you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come and follow me. So Jesus is actually, he's exclaiming to this young man. He says, I, I love you. I love you so much that, well, well, I know that you've crossed off a lot of the commandments, and I can, but I can recognize that there's something missing from your life. Now, please understand me that, that most of us, most of us in the room, we're afraid of correction because we've experienced correction in the wrong way. But, but if you really look at it, correction is just simply clarity. So Jesus is clarifying that the one thing that, it, that is missing from this young man's life, he He's not exposing him. He's not making fun of him. He's not belittling him or beating him when he's down. But he's telling him, he, 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 he's saying, listen, I, I, I got to be honest. Like, I know that you've been good since Sunday school. 
I know that when you were in fourth grade with Miss Rebecca and you moved up, I know you were good. But Jesus is saying, well, I love you enough to, to tell you the truth. And so I want to preach today based out of the thought that really all of our living, like if you want a quality life, if you want to have a really good life, it will be determined by your loving. And you can't separate these two things, living and loving. So one of the reasons why Jesus lived so well is because he loved so much. And I want to talk today how you and I, we've been called by God to love God and to love people. So if you're taking notes, please write down the title of our our talk today. It's it's called, Who Do You Love? Who Do You Love? Yeah, that's right. We're just going to, we're going to pray and we're going to believe that God's going to come and strengthen us today. Does that sound good? Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for everybody in the room. Lord, I thank you for doing what only you can in this time and in this setting. And Holy Spirit, would you open our ears so we can hear you so clearly? God, let your word take root in our heart, Lord. Let it produce good fruit. We thank you. We know it will. And, uh, and, and keep our eyes open, Father, so we can see Jesus, so we can be more like Jesus in everything we do to make much of him and less of us. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Hey, so real quick, when I... When I use the word love, like when I say the word love, what is the connotation? What is the thought that comes into your mind? Like what what strikes you about that word? Like what is the association with the word love? What do you tie it to in your head? When I hear the word love, I immediately begin to think about cards, flowers, chocolates, Come on, watching Stranger Things with my wife on the couch, holla at your boy, and, and I, 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 I love it so much. And, and I immediately, when I, when I hear the word love, I, I think about my wife, I think about my daughter, Mila Catalina, Mila Catalina Archer. I, I, I think about friends, I think about food, come on, holla at your boy, I love some food, you love some food? Okay, some of us are, are alive and well, that's good. I love food. I, I, think about, I think about small groups and connection. I think about camp that we were just at. Come on. When, when I think, what, what is it that comes to your mind? What happens for you when I say the word love? I want to land today, and I believe that love, a great definition of love is choosing the greater good or what's best for the other person. Like, like when you love somebody, you do what's best for them. When you love somebody, you're actually interested in what's good for them, not what's just good for you. So I want to talk today about our living, which will actually equate to our loving. And and I'm going to give you a few things to write down today, three quick thoughts we're going to fly through, and they are so powerful. You could write down number one today. Number one is, our living is a result of our loving. So how well you live is predicated, it's determined by how well you love. You cannot live well and love poorly. Let me say it another way. You cannot live well and have no love. Love is the main thing. Love is, is, is the definite. By the, by the way, all of the prophets and all of the laws are summed up into two commandments. Jesus gave this. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love your neighbor as your. Yeah, a little bit louder. Love your neighbor as your. Jesus is teaching us that our living, it actually comes from our loving. Now, it's so important that you and I, we understand this because if you don't, this is what will happen. Your life will be determined by how much you can can gather, how, how many people sing your praises, 
right? And, and, and how much stuff you have. Listen, you're living, you living well has nothing to do with wealth. It has nothing to do with cars. It has nothing to do with fame or how many likes you get on Instagram. Living well has everything to do with your relationships and how well you can love God and love people. Somebody say, come on. This is powerful. It's true. So what Jesus is saying is what the world defines as success. The world says that if you've got money, if you've got cars, if you've got stuff, well, then you're living it. Jesus is actually saying the opposite. See, the Bible says that your life is determined by your love. The way that you love God and the way that you love people will actually be the quality of your living. So your living stems out of your loving. Your loving stem, it determines your living. You, you can't separate these two. They go hand in hand. If you want to live well, then you have to love well. Love, by definition, is choosing the better for the other person. It's choosing what's best for somebody else. It's interesting to me how, how sometimes in life we, we have a hard time, we have a problem with loving well. It's because, it's because people, they've been, they've been betrayed. They've been abandoned. Maybe, maybe you've been abused, misused. Maybe there's things that have been said to you. So, so that affects our relationships and loving. And this leads us right to the second thought. Number two is in order, you can write this down, number two, in order for me to give love, I must first receive love. So to give love, I must first receive love. Jesus said it this way, love your neighbor as yourself. I can't give to my neighbor what I do not give to myself. I'll say it this way, if you are harsh and critical, if you are mean and judgmental on yourself, then you will be harsh and critical, mean and judgmental to others. You following me? When I was growing up, I, I had the worst self-image of myself. Like, I'm not even kidding you. When I would walk around, I just felt like, I felt like I was dumber than a box of rocks. Like, I, I would walk around feeling like I'll never fit in. I'd never amount to anything. Like, like, I don't have any friends. Those are literally words and thoughts that would come out of my mouth. And, and listen, the degree that I ended up using on myself was the degree that I ended up using on others. If you cannot forgive yourself what you did last summer or the summer before, you will not forgive others of their mistakes. You following me? We good? You with me? You tracking? Yeah. Okay. Now, I love the book of Romans because I love the Apostle Paul. I love him so much. He, he's, he's written so, so much of the Bible and the New Testament, and he's written all sorts of epistles, and he wrote, he wrote letters to different cities and to different churches, church of, um, the Church of Philippi, Church of Thessalonica, Church of, the, the, of Corinth, and he wrote all these different letters to different churches, and one of my favorite writings is he wrote to the Church of Rome. And so in Romans... He lays this groundwork, this foundation that you and I, we have become the, we are, we are now the righteousness in front of God. So no matter your sin, no matter your mistake, no matter what you've done wrong, your failures, however, however short you come up, but because of the blood of Jesus and the cross of Jesus, anybody thankful that you and I are, we are now, like we are now the righteousness of God. Come on, when God looks at you, he can't even see the wrongs that you've done. Like your life is hidden in Jesus. So stop beating yourself up. Stop saying that you're not good enough. Stop saying that you don't fit in. 
Because here's the truth. If your words and your actions break God's heart, why do you think they'll fulfill yours? Stop it. Learn to receive his love. Receive who he says you are. Come on, you are good enough. You are more than a conqueror. Paul is telling us that if you want to live well, then you've got to love well. And so our living, it stems from our loving. And you can't give love if you don't learn to receive love. Now watch the last thing, and we're going to close on this. Number three, your love for others, if you really think about it, your love for others is, is just a direct connection for your love for God. Like, let me explain it this way. The more that I love God, the more I naturally begin to love people. The more that I get vertical with God, the more I become horizontal with others. The greater I have a passion for Jesus, and I chase after the things of Jesus, the greater a burden he puts on my heart for his people. It's like getting foggy in here. Spirit of God showed up. Y'all get ready. About to get good. I'm going to invite the worship team out. Thank you, Kendall. He's going to help me sound more spiritual than the fog. You all wait. It's going to be good. So all of my love for people is just a result from my love for God because Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and, and love your neighbor as yourself. And you cannot love God and hate others. Did you hear me? You cannot love God and hate others. You cannot love God and have a disdain for humanity. Let me say it this way. You can't walk into church and be like, I love church. Church is awesome. But I hate church people. You can't do that. Watch what the Bible says in 1 John 4, verse 8. It says, whoever does not love does not know God. Because God is love. So in other words, if you've got an issue loving people, it just means that you have an issue in your relationship with God. Because the more that you love God, the more that you're going to love people. It's an amazing thing. You ever notice that when you love somebody, like when you truly love somebody, you just love what they love? How many of us are back in school? How, how many of us, like next week, we're going to be back in school? It's so crazy. You ever notice that like when you're with all your friends and a month goes by and and all of a sudden you're like, oh man, I actually, I really begin to like these people. Some, some of them you like really love. And they're like, you find out they like football. You're like, oh my gosh, you like football? Like, <laughs> me too. Oh wow, I love football. You've never watched football in your life, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I love football. You like hockey? Wow. Oh my gosh. I like hockey so much. When you love somebody, when you like, like when you really love somebody, you love what they love. Like I love Alyssa. Like I really, I, I mean, I really, really love Alyssa. Now Alyssa, she loves animals, and because of her love for animals, I love animals. Like, like, I love animals. I really do when they're your animals, and we can send them home to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how they do it. Like, but because I love Alyssa. I love what she loves. You can't love God and, and hate his creation. 
can't fall in love with God and not fall in love with these people. So the more that you love God, the more that he bends the arrows of your heart outwards so that you can love others. So the love, my love for others is only a direct result from my love for God. And, and I'll close with this. You will never, you will never look into another person's eyes that Jesus doesn't love. So we're going to close on this. This is my go and do. This is my charge to you today. I don't know where you're at on your walk with God. For some of you, your starting point tonight might be making Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life and starting a relationship with Him, starting the walk with Him, inviting Him into your life tonight. That might be your starting point. For others, your starting point might be having a consistent devotional every morning. Maybe it's actually coming to church on the weekends. Like every weekend and being plugged into your small group. Maybe, maybe for you, your next step is actually engaging in your small group this year. And not just going through the motions. Trying to get everything you can out of it. Or maybe your next step Maybe your next step is to begin to serve throughout the church. Where can I serve, Pastor Ben? You can serve in this room. You can serve in children's. You can even serve in, in main service. We have a couple students that literally are greeters for our church, and then they come running into service. You could even run lights over in main service. I don't, I don't know. Where's your next step? Because... We're all on the journey with Jesus, and we all have a starting point somewhere. What is the decision that you're going to make today so that you can grow in right relationship with Him? Can we bow our heads? Look, if you've come in here, and, and my first thought was, if you haven't started your relationship with Jesus, and that's your starting point, I want to give everybody the opportunity to make Jesus Lord and Savior of their life. If you would say today that you don't know, if you would pass away, you don't know where you would go. If you would say today that maybe I don't have a relationship with Jesus and, and I need to start that today. See, Jesus said that I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. And the Bible says, in Romans 10, 9 through 10, that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you'll be saved. So in a moment, I'm going to ask if this is you, if you've not prayed this prayer, that you slip up your hand and that you make Jesus Lord and Savior of your life. And then what we'll do is we'll all pray together as I'd not embarrass you. I'm not going to single you out. But if you want to make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, would you raise your hand right now? This is between you and God. Thank you. I see that hand coming. Good job, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're all going to pray out loud. Pray loud enough that you can hear it. Repeat after me. Father God, I come to you. In Jesus' name, and I believe with all my heart 
that Jesus, you're the son of God and you died on the cross for my sins and I receive you to be my Lord. I'm a child of God and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Come on, can we just give a huge clap? Hey, if that was you and you made that decision today, I want to encourage you to write down today's date as your new birthday. Write down today's date and you can go ahead and text the word changed to 97,000, And if you don't have a phone, don't worry. Tell your small group leader. Just or go to any leader in the room and say, hey, give me the 14-day devotional that Pastor Ben wanted everybody to text. I, I need a paper one. We'll get it to you. It's a starting point. And maybe that's what you need today. Just come and find me. Come and find any of the leaders. But, hey, I'm so excited. Can we stand to our feet? And we're just going to celebrate and, and praise God for who he is. And I want to encourage you, give God everything you got. Go ahead and let's just begin to worship Jesus right now. Let's worship him right now. <laughs>